Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, good evening, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Welcome to Praying for America. You know, I'm tired of hearing people say we can't take sides, we shouldn't take sides in all this this warfare going on in the Middle East. Yeah, you know what? You have to take sides because this is a simply a fight between good and evil. It's between good and evil. And the evil ones happen to be Hamas who's controlling the Palestinians. They're the evil you're going to you're going to really dispute whether beheading babies uh, uh, raping innocent uh, people, go- going into their own homes, all the violence uh, that we've seen unfold in an unprecedented way, a, a continuation of the Holocaust. Uh, and-, and I'm going to give you a few quotes here. And we're going to see a few clips uh, here. Uh, are you really going to dispute that this is unadulterated evil? And are you really going to dispute? You know, I've had to put a few times on social media um, it- it- today uh, a quote uh, that uh, has been circulating around and really sums up the situation well. If Hamas lays down their arms, there will be no more war. If Israel lays down their arms, there will be no more Israel. Because these vicious terrorists, we have to understand how they think and what they want. They want the total total elimination of Israel. So what is the people supposed to do? What, are, what is the people supposed to do? When people talk about a temperate response, or a proportional response. What in the world are you talking about? You're talking about the survival of your people. You have to eliminate the enemy. I, you know, all right, let's go right into a scripture here. It's, it's unbel- it truly is unbelievable that some people are so unaware, first of all, of the, the nature of this, this battle, the history of it, and the, and, and, and the, way, that, the way that you have to, to combat evil. And you know, it spills over, when you think about it, into all sorts of other battles, not just the physical warfare and the stopping of physical terrorism, but it, it overflows into the whole attitude that so many people have about the cultural battles about the pro-life battle that I'm engaged in full-time. It's like this attitude of, uh, you know, this unwillingness to fight, this unwillingness to be uh, 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 aggressive. But when you've got an enemy who is committed to destroying you, being aggressive is the only path to survival. And that's what our brothers and sisters in Israel are facing. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes. We're going to see a couple of clips. But let's start with the Word of God here. I want to read from Revelation chapter 11, starting with verse 15. 
Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on the thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun your reign. The nations have raged, but then came your day of wrath and the moment to judge the dead, the time to reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints and those who revere you, both great and small alike, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Let us pray. The reign of our God has begun. And Lord God, you show us from the beginning of salvation history to the present, and prophetically unto the end, that you defeat evil, and you call us to defeat evil. Your word says, O God, the Lord loves those who hate evil. Help us, Father. Help us to grasp the evil at our door. Help us to understand who the enemy is and the hatred that they have for us, for the dignity of human life, for born and unborn alike, for Jew and Christian alike. Lord, rid the world of these savage terrorists. Rid the hearts of all people of hatred against Israel, against your body, the church, and against human life itself. We pray through the cross and the blood of the only Lord and Savior and the only hope of the world, whose name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to this. We will continue until the very last usurper is driven out of our land. That's from Hamas leader Shaikh Nizar Ryan at a rally in Gaza years ago. Every last usurper, that is every Jewish person. Mahoud Zahar, in a quote to Newsday, We do not recognize the Israeli enemy, nor his right to be our neighbor or to stay on the land, nor his ownership of any inch of land. That's the voice of the, the rulers of the Palestinians. Not a, they're not interested in coexistence. They're not interested in coexistence. They're not interested in peace. Another Hamas leader, Abdel Aziz Rantisi, tells Al Jazeera and the Jerusalem Post by quote. By God, we will not leave one Jew in Palestine. We will fight them with all the strength we have. This is our land, not the Jews. 
the hateful terrorist said. All right, let me go into these clips. Let me, let me, I just want, I want to make sure you saw, these, this is not, these are not clips of the violence. These, these are clips to, to, to make you think uh, 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 on some of, the, some of the parameters of this battle. Let's start with Judge Janine. But listen, you know, Dana, you're right. It is it is a bold move for the president to go. I mean, I, I look at it a little differently. I, I say his going is seems very out of character for this man. First of all, he is slowing the Israeli uh, army's ability to respond uh, by the simple fact that he is there. And uh, that delays everything. And that delay is not just about the war and retaliation. It's about the hostages. Now, my understanding from I have a source in the IDF, high up in the IDF, who says to me that Biden wants the Israel's detailed war plan. Uh, and this after Blinken had a seven and a half hour meeting yesterday on what the Israeli war plan is. Now, why does Biden need to know the war plan? Why does Biden uh, uh, go in there and say he wants to know the targets, where the infantry is, is directed? Uh, and, and my person, my source said to me, that tells me the guy's never been in a war, because the first casualty of every war is the war plan itself. And for a president to come in and say, I want to know what you're going to do, well, it's really not really his concern at this point. The third thing is he wants to make sure that humanitarian aid goes to the Palestinians. I understand that. But that has to be mutual and reciprocal. If the Palestinians want aid, we need a third party like the International Red Cross to tell us that our hostages are okay. We don't just give aid and to the enemy who uses our hostages and uses people in hospitals uh, uh, to, to uh, make Israel look bad. And make no mistake, Abdullah made it clear. He, Abdullah from Jordan does not want the Palestinians. He actually used the term red line. I do not want them. Egypt does not want them. The president of Egypt is a former general El-Sisi. He knows that there is danger. He can't tell the difference between a Palestinian and someone who's in Hamas. So Jordan doesn't want them. Egypt doesn't want them. And when you've got Iran's leader, the Ayatollah Khomeini, who's praising the carnage, then we've got to recognize this is a war. It has to be fought. Hamas needs to be finished. Hamas needs to be finished. Listen, that's the only war plan you've got to know about Biden and everybody else. All you got to know about is what these people say. They're telling us. People say, oh, oh, oh we're not sure. Oh, oh well, they, you know, we think, some people think maybe, you know, they have these intentions. They're telling us what their intentions are. This is the only war plan you have to know about. I wish the Biden would stop screwing things up like he's screwing things up for decades. Please go to your basement. That's the safest place for all of us right now for you to be. He's going to mess things up worse than they, than, they, than they are already. He's got to get out of the way. Let the Israelites defend themselves. Let Israel. They, they, their brothers and sisters, they are rightly intent now on just eliminating Hamas. And, and notice what is the other point besides Biden screwing all this stuff up. Notice what Judge Janine says about what these 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 other leaders uh, over there in the Middle East are, are are saying. We don't want we don't want the Palestinians in our in our on our land. Because what do you have? Some sort of a is there some sort of a scanner or something that 
you can a wand or something that you can wave over these people that'll light up uh, green if they're not a terrorist and red if they if they are green if they're oh I'm just an innocent Palestinian I'm not part of Hamas I don't have this these terrorist intents I mean did you see the the footage of the school children how they're trained under the Palestinian Authority how they're trained under under Hamas the Palestinian children Oh, oh, we we hate the Jews. We want to defeat them in war. Little children being being taught this kind of hatred. So, and they then they grow up, and uh, what do you think they they're gonna uh, all of a sudden change? So you have some kind of a, of a wand before you let these people in uh, that uh, you know lights up or 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 detects you know whether they have that kind of hatred still in their hearts or not. Oh, well, what, how do they have something written on their forehead? Or maybe it's on the palm of their hands, or maybe it's on their thigh. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Hamas terrorist. Or I'm not. No, you can't tell the difference. I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up. I really don't know. Maybe this will help. Let's look at this second clip. Joining us is Shahar Azani, former Israeli diplomat and spokesperson of the Israeli consulate in New York. Welcome, Shahar. You know, I wonder what you hear and what you make of this reporting in the United States from very credible papers saying Iran is behind this, and then American intelligence saying we don't find a direct link. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I can tell you what I'm hearing. First of all, uh, pursuant to Trey's great reporting from Israel, I could hear my parents, as I was with them on the phone, rushing to the shelter as Hamas continued to commit war crimes, Mm. um, not just hiding behind civilians in Gaza, but um, targeting civilian populations in Israel. And I wish this experience a no decent human being who seeks justice and peace. As far as Iran is concerned, I think there is a major takeaway here um, that we've taken in Israel and I think should be taken all over the world. If your enemy tells you who they are, Believe them. We have seen Hamas perpetrating genocide against innocent Jews, and we have seen Iran playing a nefarious role in the Middle East, not just for a year or two, but for decades, undermining the lives of millions throughout the region, whether in Yemen, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, um, and including the Palestinian uh, territories within Judea and Samaria and the Gaza Strip. And I think there needs to be a change in the attitude of not just the United States, but the world entire When it comes to Iran, I just want to mention that the EU uh, foreign minister, Joseph Borrell, was quick to shake the hand of the Iranian foreign minister, might I add, the bloodied hand of the Iranian regime, and that must end. Sahar, NBC reported that documents were found on Hamas terrorists that showed that they intentionally, intentionally targeted elementary schools. This was not some rogue actor that killed children. This was the plan. And you sent out on Twitter that they intentionally tortured people. So these were not quick killings. They tortured people. They burned people alive. So what goes through your mind when you see hundreds, if not thousands, marching through Times Square in support of Hamas? So first of all, you're absolutely correct. The Center for Forensic Medicine in Israel, which examined over 80% of the bodies that came from the towns and villages in the south, found that they were tortured. Over 80% were tortured before Mm -hmm. um, they were executed, including gorish descriptions that I wish not to share with the audience, but I can tell you that I will never be able to unsee. And I can tell you more than that. The uh, Hamas terrorists, the Nazi organization there, 
actually weaponized Israel's benevolence because in the past year, Israel allowed over 20,000 Gazan workers to enter Israel and bring back livelihoods to Gaza in support of the economy there. We learned that some of these um, horrendous Nazi terrorists who committed the massacres actually were those workers who came in and wow. committed espionage to map out the towns and villages in the south. So I, you can imagine what's going through my head, especially, and we mentioned the takeaway vis-a-vis -vis Iran. Let's talk about the takeaway here. Anybody who marches down the U.S. street and is unable to condemn, not only unable, but, but actually encourages the decapitation of babies, as we say, we have to draw a line and we have to take punitive measures against the spread of such potential violence on our very streets in the U.S. Shahar, I want to underscore what you just said there because it's so important. So Israel gave 20,000, I believe, work permits so people could come from Gaza and have livelihoods in Israel, allowed economic aid to flow in. And you're telling me the response from Hamas to your benevolence of the Israeli government was to torture 80% of the people that they killed and butchered in their homes at 6.30 a.m. last Saturday morning. You know, I tear every time I think about this, up to a point where sometimes I get nauseous. The kind of stories that we hear, I'll give you an example. Today, Israel buried the Kotz family. The Kotz family, the father, the mother, two teen boys and a teen girl, um, they used to go every Saturday and fly kites on the fence on the border with Gaza in order to wish for peace and living side by side in good neighborly relations with the Gazans. They were found tortured, mutilated, and dead in their beds with Aviv, the father of the family, huddled over all of them. And that's how the five of them were buried today. Wow. The Kotz family, they are in our prayers. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. We stand with you in this country. Make no mistake about it. Thank you, Shahar. Thank, thank you for your support. It means a lot to me and to my brothers and sisters in Israel. We're all in this together. Thank you. No doubt. We are all in this together. We stand with Israel. We stand against Hamas. And we stand intelligently, brothers and sisters. That's the point I'm trying to bring across. In an informed way, we stand. In an informed way. Not this kind of, oh, well, I'm above the fray. We're above the fray. And, and we just want, you know, everybody uh, to stop killing one another. No, this is not symmetrical. This is, this is not balanced. This is totally asymmetrical. I go back to the, to the quote that I've been repeating. If Hamas lays down their arms, there'll be no more war. If Israel lays down their arms, there'll be no more Israel. Look at, did you, you catch that story? She underscored it, and I want to underscore it again. People will say, oh, well, look, but what about the people, you know, the Palestinian people? What about the people there in Gaza, you know? And so Israel lets some of these people come in by the thousands, give them work visas, and what do they do? They turn on them. And they commit terror. This is what we have to understand. It's the quotes that I shared with you already. This is the war plan. It's really very simple. We hate them, we want to destroy them. That's the attitude there that's being fostered by these, these Hamas leaders uh, 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 in Gaza. Uh, this is, that's the, it's, that's, and it's not just hatred for the people over there. It's not just hatred for the people of Israel. It's hatred for us. It's hatred for the infidel. Anybody, anybody that doesn't share their faith, this is religious hatred. 
Anybody that doesn't share their faith, they're the enemy, and they're to be destroyed. And it doesn't matter. I don't care if you, you participate in if you participate in some kind of uh, pro uh, pro Palestinian pro Hamas rally, and you think that that's going to endear you to these people? Forget about that. And, 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 and the same kind of violence that they've perpetrated on the households and the streets in Israel, they want to do here as well. And if we see this happen on the streets of America from somebody who came across that open border, every drop of blood is on the head of the Biden administration and the Democrat Party and those who voted them into power. It's time to wake up. Biden should not have gone over there because he didn't go over there as Israel's friend. Sorry to say. He's been helping the Iranians from day one. And he's slowing down what has to be an absolutely, absolutely intensive, aggressive response by our Israeli friends. Brothers and sisters, I want to pray from Psalm 119 here because, you know, Scripture, I mean, this is, again, this is asymmetrical. You don't, you don't have a symmetry between good and evil. You have to crush evil. And this is a psalm, a very long psalm. I'm only going to read the last few paragraphs of it. Talking about running in the way of the Lord's commands. Again, the Lord commands us, do good, hate evil. The Lord loves those who hate evil. And really, that's what this whole thing boils down to. Yeah, you have to choose sides. Enough of this, oh, we're above the fray. We're not going to choose any sides. We want peace for everybody. You know, peace has to be based on justice. And you might be the most peaceful person in the world, but when someone comes and attacks you and your family and your community, you've got to fight back. Your fighting back is not a denial of peace. It's a protection of peace. So let's pray Psalm 119 here, starting with verse 145. With my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I call to you, save me, that I may observe your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promise. Hear my voice according to your steadfast love, O Lord, according to your justice, give me life. They draw near who persecute me with evil purpose. They are far from your law. But you are near, O Lord, and your commandments are all true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Look on my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Give me life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great is your mercy, O Lord. Give me life according to your rules. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, but I do not swerve from your testimonies. I look at the faithless with disgust, because they do not keep your commands. Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. The sum of your word is truth, 
and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. Great peace have they who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your rules help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Let us pray. Lord God, we just come before you with burdened hearts tonight for the hatred that is in the world. You chose your people long ago and you gave them a land. You gave them your commandments and you gave them a covenant. You gave them a heritage. You gave them a posterity. And from them, Lord God, you raised up a savior for us all. We look at Israel and we see ourselves. We see our spiritual foundations, roots, and DNA. It is our land as well. It is your land. It is a holy people formed by you. Lord God, enable your people to take sides here. Enable your people to take your side against the perverse hatred and a lack of conscience of those who do terror simply because they hate, those who have no regard for innocent human life, those who attack babies. Deliver us from the sickness of these people. And Lord, get them far, far away from us, from our land, from the land of Israel, get them far, far away. And give our brothers and sisters there in Israel, Lord, the strength and the perseverance to root out this terror without hesitation, with no ands, ifs, or buts, and with no further delay. Free the whole world from the hatred that we have seen on full display in these sad days. And restore in our hearts, Lord God, as the psalmist just prayed, 
a deep respect for your law, at the core of which is that you alone are our God, that your word is true, and that human life is sacred. We don't kill babies. We don't kill the innocent. We don't enslave, manipulate, oppress other human beings. We don't commit or tolerate terror. Make our hearts correspond to your will and to your law, for there is our delight, there is our salvation. And so we pray now, my friends, in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Heavy stuff, friends, and I know that you're, you're following it very closely. Let's keep our prayers going. Let's keep in touch with one another, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King with Priest for Life. The great issues of social justice, civil rights, and pro-life in our nation have made progress when citizens take their convictions into the voting booth. It's not enough simply to believe or speak about what is right. We have to elect lawmakers who will pass the right laws. As my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, the law can't make my brother love me, but it can stop him from lynching me. Making laws and changing hearts go hand in hand. When people's hearts and minds are changed, they will elect people who will change laws and court decisions. So dear friends, if you're not yet registered to vote, please register today. And when you do go into that polling place, please, Vote Pro-Life. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.